Last week, when we were talking about rot grubs, I had mentioned a different type of worm undead thing called a spawn of Caius. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Welcome back to the Game Masters Academy. This is the show where we strive to help you make every one of your sessions great. My name is Greg. Thank you for joining me. As we look around to find undead uh, groups of monsters or individual monsters to populate this dungeon, one specific undead stood out to me within this range, and that is a spawn of Caius. And we'll you know get into exactly what that is, but I uh, I've actually used this uh, monster uh, before. Uh, it's one of those things that at the time for me uh, was rather terrifying. I uh, I was using it. Uh, I shouldn't say I was using it. I was um, fighting it, and uh, I remember the uh, the just the level of what in the world is happening as I was using a paladin to fight it without really understanding what was going on. And that's the same kind of idea that we're looking for here. You know, we were talking about dungeon creation and a party of fourth level characters, and so. Uh, Spawn of Caius is a CR5, uh, and so we're probably going to have this be um, our culminating event or our boss for our particular dungeon. Before we get into that, a couple quick things. First and foremost, please like, subscribe, follow, all of the fun stuff that the algorithms love. Uh, Feel free to leave a comment, um, if you would, in ways that you've used a Spawn of Caius potentially in the past and uh, how that worked with the party. I would love to hear that kind of feedback. Furthermore, I am going to be doing uh, World Builder again uh, for February, and so that means that uh, that will be posted on Patreon. Obviously, the uh, monster stat block will be there, but World Builder itself will be uh, an an additional episode uh, that is going to come out the last Thursday of February, Uh, and so that's something that I'll get back into. Feel free to swing on by and check it all out. And um, I've got, I'm going to put some of the uh, homebrew monsters that I've been utilizing in some of my uh, personal games that I'm running uh, on there uh, at, for free. Uh, and then obviously there's some other goodies that's uh, available through the tiers. So love to have you swing by. Uh, I appreciate each and every one of you that are taking your time to. Um, watch this on YouTube or listen to it through a a podcast feature. And I just want you to know that I appreciate each and every single one of you. And I'm so grateful that you are uh, spending your time and hanging out with me. With that out of the way, uh, I'd like to go ahead and get into Combat Corner for the week. And it will be a spawn of Caius. And so we're going to take a look at that real fast. I always like to start with the lore here. And so we go all the way down and we're looking at Caius uh, as a high priest of Orcus. uh, Plundered corpses from the necropolises to create the first spawn of Caius. Even centuries after his death, his malign uh, disciples continue performing the horrific rites he perfected. So uh, for those that might not be up to date on everything, Orcus is the demon prince of undeath and so he lives in the abyss um he looks like a like half rotting flying goat thing and uh he is orcus by himself is i believe cr yeah 26 
if he has the wand of Orcus in his possession, obviously it's his unique thing. I believe he's CR 30. Uh, but uh, anyways, the uh, um, the idea here is Orcus, as a demon prince of undeath, is constantly trying to basically destroy all of the living and turn everybody into an undead. And so this guy, his name is Caius, was a high priest of Orcus and came up with some kind of crazy concoction to um, turn a, a humanoid into what is called a spawn of Caius. From a distance uh, or in poor light, a spawn of Caius looks like an ordinary zombie. As it comes into clearer view, however, the scores of little green worms crawling in and out of it become visible. These worms jump onto nearby humanoids, specifically humanoids, and burrow into their flesh. A worm that penetrates a humanoid body makes its way to the creature's brain. Once inside the brain, the worm kills its host and animates the corpse, transforming it into a spawn of Caius, which breeds more worms. We'll get into exactly uh, the mechanic on that, but... Uh, Next here, it just says that the spawn of Caius are expressions of Orcus's intent to replace all life with undeath. We just talked about that. Left to its own devices, a solitary spawn of Caius travels aimlessly. If it stumbles across a living creature, the spawn attacks with the sole intent of creating more spawn. Whether spawn are dispersed or clustered, they reproduce exponentially if nothing stops them. So, uh, definitely uh, super creepy. This comes to us from Mordekainen's... Uh, and it's one of those things where trying to replicate this idea, maybe maybe that's not the right way of putting it. So like if you ever watch a, a show with zombies and things along those lines, like you get bit and you have like, oh, you know, like, you know, six, eight hours, 10 hours before you die and then come back as a zombie. And now you're, you know, a zombie, like the one that bit you. Okay. So these specific guys uh it takes a total of 10 minutes um let me double check real fast make sure that that's correct uh yeah so if you get killed by one of the little worms infesting it it dies and rises 10 minutes later as a spawn of caius so this thing is super fast like it's one of those things where if you were running a game and you had this kind of thing within the campaign it's very reasonable that it entered a hamlet and it killed one of the commoners and now there's you know two and within four hours it's literally transformed every single person in the hamlet into a spawn of caius which is its own level of terrifying um obviously you would want to make sure that uh you just didn't do that for no reason uh, and you know maybe there was like a party comes across them but there are they're on horses or something so they have the ability to um figure out how they want to do that because you got a hundred people that are all cr5 i mean you that's a cr 500 battle so and sure you know you can say well we'll just sit back at the back and fireball them until they all die it's like well you don't have that many spell slots so um just be careful. I like to think of this as whenever I'm DMing something, I want to try to allow some realism. Now, again, we're like filling spells around and have undeath. So we've got suspension of disbelief or yeah, the suspension of disbelief already. But I want to make it somewhat realistic. And if I'm just 
you know, having this guy just randomly show up somewhere. I just, I have a hard time with the concept that it just randomly showed up and then um, it didn't ever create another one. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's one of those things where it happens so fast and you die from it so quickly that it's realistic that it would create a horde extraordinarily fast. Uh, so let's get into the actual spawns uh, statistics. Uh, armor class of 10, 76 hit points, not a big deal. Uh, stats aren't anything crazy. Uh, high constitution and strength. Uh, you're looking at dark vision, 60 feet. Has terrible passive perception. Um, immune to uh, poison damage, immune to poison condition, as well as exhaustion. It regenerates... Um, regains 10 hit points at the start of its turn if it has at least one the things that turn it off are sunlight um, or being in a body of running water as well as if it takes acid fire or radiant damage uh, it has worms uh, it is they, they are uh, literally infested it's not like you could kill all the worms um, individually before fighting it but uh, the spawn of Caius is targeted by an effect that cures disease or removes a curse. All the worms infesting it wither away, and it loses its burrowing worm action. Uh, unusual nature just means it's undead. It's able to make two claw attacks, and it uses burrowing worm in a turn. So the, clue, the two claw attacks are just simple melee. Uh, 1d6 plus 2d6 necrotic damage, not a big deal. Burrowing Worm is extremely lengthy, but uh, there's actually a lot here to unpack. So, a worm launches from the spawn at one humanoid that the spawn can see within 10 feet. The reason I stress that is because sometimes player characters are not humanoids. For instance, uh, changelings or centaurs are fey, and so this would not target them or attack them. The worm latches onto this target's skin unless a successful DC 11 dexterity saving throw uh, is done. Uh, and that worm is a tiny undead with 6 AC, 1 hit point, and a 2 in every stat with a speed of 1 foot. So while on the target's skin, the worm can be killed by normal means, obviously AC 6, 1 hit point, or scraped off using an action. Uh, but if it is scraped off, that means it's not dead, and the spawn can utilize the burrowing worm feature from a scraped off worm. So even if it's a scraped off worm sitting on the ground, it still has a attack range of 10 feet as it like flings itself through the air. Uh, if none of that happens, it burrows under the skin and the target takes one piercing damage. That's not a big deal. But at the end of each of its turns thereafter, the target takes 2d6 necrotic damage for every worm infesting it to a maximum of 10d6. If it drops to zero hit points, it dies, and then rises 10 minutes later as a new spawn of Caius. If a worm-infested target is targeted by an effect that cures disease or removes a curse, all the worms infesting it wither away. So, we are talking about some serious potential for cum uh, cumulative damage. Now, obviously, a DC 11 dexterity save is not very hard. But at the same time, if that gets in you, boom, you take 2d6 at the end of your turn, necrotic damage. And then if you get a second one, you now take 46 at the end of your turn. And the third one, obviously, becomes 66. This is CR5. You, the likelihood that you have the ability to survive all that is not very high. Uh, a couple things here. Um, 
effect that cures disease or removes a curse destroys all of the worms. So a paladin with divine health at level three would be immune to the burrowing worm. They would still take the one point of damage, but once it's within their skin, they would die and they would never take that 2d6 necrotic damage that they uh, would typically do. So, uh, you know, if you've got a, a party of paladins running around, this uh, has significantly less, uh, uh, I guess, threat to it. Um, so that's the first uh, thing to note on there is the ability to do that. And then the second thing would be that lesser restoration is typically something that you could use to cure uh, disease, uh, but it's normally used on your party. I, I don't see any reason that you wouldn't be able to use lesser restoration to cure the spawn of Caius, kill all the worms and cause that to be good. Uh, and then obviously also if it's standing within running water, um, and so, you know, something like tidal wave or things along those lines where you have uh, running water running over them um, is a possibility uh, of a way to stop the regeneration um, that the spawn of Caius has. So... Uh, the way combat goes for this particular guy is I'm going to start, uh, it's got an intelligence of five. And so I'm not going to really try and do a whole lot of crazy tactics with the guy. I'm going to basically do claw attacks on the nearest humanoid and potentially fling some uh, creepy bugworm things at individuals within 10 feet. Uh, it could all be the same guy. It could be all individual, or different individuals. Uh, it really doesn't, uh, none of that. This isn't like a huge tactical battle. The The creature itself is uh, fully capable of doing the damage that it needs to do to make it a, a, a good threat. Um, <clears throat> the, the, the combat going like that, I, I feel like this should be the final battle, the, the boss, I guess, of the uh, dungeon. Uh, at, especially at level 4, um, your characters don't really typically have their third level spells yet. Uh, and so this becomes a, a challenging fight considering they've already made their way through the rest of the dungeon to get here. Uh, and then the idea would be based off of the lore that the necromancer that was in the process of trying to discover all of these ancient things figured out how to create a spawn of Caius and in doing so actually turned himself into one. And so that's where this particular one uh, ended up coming from. Now, a couple quick things here on uh, the spawn of Caius. So uh, I believe it's Volo's Guide to Monsters. There's additional lore. There's a couple extra things here. And obviously this is legacy. So I don't really know if that means it is uh, uh, viable uh, or something you'd want to use at your table. I don't see any reason why we wouldn't. And again, it's just giving extra lore here at, for the actual uh, creature. Uh, the, it's specifically talking about the dead humanoid soul remains trapped inside the corpse preventing the individual from being raised or resurrected until the undead body is destroyed. The horror of being a soul imprisoned in an undead body is what drives the spawn of Caius insane. Uh, and then also, uh, it's talking about corruption without end. Um, 
left its own device as a solitary spawn of Caius travels aimlessly. Obviously, we already talked about that. Um, then it's also talking about they don't really know. It's kind of a symbiotic relationship between the two that the worm kind of dies without the humanoid body. And if you take all the worms out, the un that's what was causing the undeath to animate. Uh, I think that extra information in the lore section on the creature is actually really cool. I don't know why they took it out from Mordekainen's. Um, I guess maybe they just don't want to talk about the uh, undead having a soul in the past. I, I don't know. But um, the idea that the person's essence is still in the body and is trying to escape but is unable to do so. And because of that, that's the reason that the spawn of Caius goes completely insane and doesn't have a higher intelligence. I find that actually kind of compelling and I'm surprised that it was removed, but it is what it is. Uh, so anyways, um, with that in mind and the idea that this necromancer, who was the you know boss of this dungeon, uh, turned himself into a spawn of Caius and then obviously has gone insane, the stat block does not allow for uh, language. It basically says that it understands the languages it knew in life, but it is unable to speak. But uh, I, I could see an argument where you could utilize the idea of this necromancer literally going insane, recognizing what he had done to himself, and uh, have the party uh, come in and have this transformation that has occurred happen relatively recently. So that way, maybe there's just enough left of uh, that necromancer that maybe speech is something that's allowed. Um, obviously, you know, run it however you want. But I do find it kind of interesting that uh, we could run a completely crazy and uh, out of control necromancer that's gone spawn of Caius and still have him be able to, you know, say some crazy stuff and interact with a party uh, in that way. Uh, so uh, that's basically the uh, encounter. Uh, you look at uh, putting them inside uh, an area. I don't think we want to put any additional uh, monsters in there. Obviously, if you have a party of four paladins, um, you might want to add additional uh, just, just regular zombies to go with this. But uh, overall, I think that if you've got a party of four and they're level four and you're putting one of these on here at level five, or I should say CR5, uh, that that's, that's probably sufficient to, to give you what you're looking for, uh, especially when you consider the 10 points of regeneration uh, and other things along those lines. So uh, that's it. I think that um, we can start looking at possibly uh, doing uh, some skill checks, and instead of trying to do like one episode for like one like door or whatever like that, we'll just kind of uh, talk briefly about an idea and how you would do your skill checks. Uh, skill checks are one of those things that are a little bit more challenging because you kind of have to base them on your party. So me telling you like, hey, this would be a good thing to do for a party when I don't really know what the party is that you would be running, I don't think really works very well. Uh, so we'll just kind of go through again uh, a quick little recap on how to set that up appropriately, and then you can use that to set it up for your specific game. Um, and then uh, after that, we will get into the actual map making, placing of traps, placing of doors, uh, as well as uh, putting the monster teams in places and, and just kind of distributing that throughout the map of the dungeon. So that is the plan. 
and um, I am happy that you're here. Uh, like I said, please uh, do all the like, subscribe, follow. Uh, I'd love to hear how you've used a spawn of Caius in a campaign that you've run in the past, or if you're a player and you've faced one, uh, I'd love to hear that within the comments as well. Um, thank you very much for swinging by. I hope you have a great rest of your week. I hope that you run a great session and you, I guess the best way of putting it is scare the bejesus out of your uh, players. And as always, let's let the dice decide.